John, Mr. Playoff himself. You know, I changed my team name to uh, Playoffs. Dynasty Dad gets the bye. I'm excited, man. I mean, like, we've been talking about it all this year. It. We've been trying to get ourselves we're into here, this baby. position. And, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to break down, you know, some of the stuff that we do, some of the strategy that we have, mm-hmm. and, and some guys that, you know, have really been performing that you need to get in there. And, and John, I'm excited. You know, I'm in 15 leagues, 14 of them in the playoffs. 12 of them have a first-round bye, but I'm still just excited because it's the playoffs, man. I mean, like, anything can happen here, and we want to kind of give you guys some information where, like, I'm getting some questions where it's like, hey, should I start Lamar Jackson this week or, or Taylor Heineke? And you're like, ooh, you know, we want to pump the brakes on some of these things, give you guys some of the information that we've come across, and and really break it down for you guys. Yeah, I, I couldn't be more excited. This is it, baby. This is what we've been working for, and... You know, great time to, first of all, like whether you're in the playoffs or even those that are listening in that may not have all the teams in the playoffs. We were just talking about this, but you want to be in that first round buy situation or you want to be like bottom two, bottom three and potential points. One of those two ends of the spectrum is where you want your dynasty teams. Yeah. So, yeah, we we talk about that all the time, right? Is you want to be, you know, top three, four, bottom three, four, because you're finding these situations right now where you possibly could have limped in in that six seed or fought hard and you're in that seven seed. And now all of a sudden, all you did was just put yourself in a position where your draft pick isn't as good, you know, and and we talked about that a little bit here, um, you know, in in the Smash Accept group chat, which congratulations on the one seed, you know, you got that by you and Link. Yeah, thank you. I'm in that three seed. And guys, we have two Smash Accept listener leagues. We've talked about them a lot. We are we have an orphan spot in one of them. So if any of you guys are super interested in playing with John, myself, Mung, and a great group of guys, you know, hit me up in my DMs, and we'll we'll try to set something up here for you. It's a pretty good team. I'm going to be putting it out there on Twitter, but I wanted to open it up to you guys, the listeners, first, for give you guys an opportunity to jump in here. Um, but yeah. what I was trying to say is, you know, Pope, who comes on the show all the time, great guy, mm-hmm. ended up getting the 102 pick. There you go. He would have had the 101 if he traded Derek Carr. You know, him and I were talking mm-hmm. week 10. Sometimes mm-hmm. those points, Derek Carr is not putting you anywhere in the next couple of, you know, this. he's right. not that guy, but I'm, he's just not that guy, John, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm with you. That's, that's the point here. Again, like we talked about in the last pod, right, Dad? If you're not in the playoffs and you still have trades open right now, no trade deadlines, you have the leverage, mm-hmm. Right. Everyone's going to be competing, trying to get another piece. And so take advantage of it. We'll get into it here on the pod. But anyway, congratulations to all listeners that do have a first-round buy or did make the playoffs or making a run. This is what it's all about. I think you'll enjoy the pod, get a few more tips going into your first-round playoff games. Yeah, and and one thing I wanted to point out there, you know, you, you got to know what's going on in your league. You got to know if it's points possible. You got to know if it's, you know, overall record. You got to do some things. I've, I've been, you know, I, I love being part of the community because you hear different ideas. And a John, John, an idea that I spoke about to you that we're talking about putting into Smash 2 and hopefully Smash 1 next year is I'm in a new league. I took over an orphan mid-year. They're like, yo, dad, this, this team needs some help. You know, let's see what we can do. And they said the playoff team, whoever the three seed is, you know, the one and two, they get the benefit of the bye. But the three seed gets to pick who he plays. And sometimes, you know, you get into a situation where that sixth seed is the hottest team coming in. So maybe they want to play the four team. And it just kind of, I think it adds a little bit of rivalry because that four seed's like, dude, you want to play me? I'm taking you down. You know, a little bit of trash talk, a little bit of strategy. The more you can get involved with your league mates, the more strategy involved, the better. And I, I kind of love that idea. Yeah, I, I, I love it. It's the first time I'd heard that one. But why not give that three seed uh, a little bit of uh, an advantage because of the regular season, because of the seed? And I've got a couple other ones I want to throw in there, too, as we're rattling off ideas for your league. I hear a lot about people complaining like, ah, I had way more points scored during the season, but I just had some tough matchups, points against, and so I didn't place like I should have. Well, you can actually fix that in your league. We don't actually do this in Smash, but in some of my other leagues, I like having a league median mm-hmm. where 
you play basically two games every week. You play an opponent just like you do head to head, but then like top six or top seven, depending on how many teams in the league, get another victory. And so you're actually competing. And so if you scored a ton of points, but lost head to head, well, you still ended up going one and one. And it, it really does average out. So that's that's one I like a lot. And then the other thing that we do do in the Smash League that um, humble brag I actually got awarded was top point score for the regular season gets a payout, right? And that's that does um, make a lot of sense so that, you know, maybe you have a tough loss, you get a bad beat in the playoffs. Well, you walked away with some cash in your pocket because of your regular season performance. So I like putting some things like that. In, I prefer in, that over third place. I mean, third place is just yeah. like, ah, I lost in the, you know, right. the, here, here's the consolation. Prize. I don't here's like that. Bronze yeah. Medal. yeah. And the median thing, you know, I played in my first league like that this, this past year and I actually kind of liked it. You know mm-hmm. I, I thought I was going to hate it. I'm not going to lie. I'm in some other leagues where you play two teams every week, you know, so that could be really good or really bad. You know, those kind of things are, are tricky. One thing that I want to implore you guys and, and to think about for next year is a lot of teams have a toilet bowl, you know, playing for that 101 and the worst team doesn't get the 101, you know, and, and one thing that I do in all of my leagues, um, except for Smash, is I have the 101 goes to the worst team, but then we have a toilet bowl where the bottom six teams play for the 113. So it would be, you know, you an go. extra first round pick. So it's like, you want that because if you take away the trade deadline, you put that in there, people are trading all year. They're, you know, the top six are excited about their playoff, which is what it's all about. The bottom six are excited for their, you know, toilet bowl chance to get an extra pick and make their team better. And it's like, it just promotes a lot more trading, a lot more talking. And it gets rid of those teams where the bottom six are like, well, I'm done. I'm out. See you guys next right. year. And, and that's, right. you don't want that. Yeah. We have another one in our home league that I'll throw out there for the, the toilet bowl that does kind of help prevent tanking. So it takes the regular season into effect, like in terms of regular season standings, and you get certain number of points towards a lottery. So last place gets um, first amount of points in the lottery, second to last, second most. But then you actually have a toilet bowl, and whoever wins the toilet bowl actually gets the same percentage chances as the as the last place team where you could make it the second to last team. So there's a lottery system, and then it, it's actually fun because then you do the lottery – and you, it's like it's like a big deal to see who got the first pick, who got second. So it factors in a few things and makes it more fun and helps prevent tanking. So that's another one I'd throw out there. If you want more information on exactly how we do it, just reach out to me and I'll get you the info. I love it. I love it. Let's break down some of the Week 14 matchups. Let's talk about some of the things that concerned us, some of the things that we're excited about going into the playoffs. Um, you know, We're going to go straight down the line. We're going to start with the early slate of the Cowboys and the Washington football team. There was a lot of concerns here, John, is, is Ezekiel Elliott, Antonio Gibson, both right. of these guys. You know, Gibson had a, a couple up weeks there in a row where it was like he's putting up 20 straight points. You know, he's putting you into position. Both of these guys are kind of limping a little bit into the playoffs where I'm at a point where in some of my leagues I'm sitting Ezekiel Elliott if I have an option. Yeah, I think that you have to think about that right now. He's not 100% and looking like he might be touchdown dependent, Mike. I mean, yeah. 12 carries for 45 doesn't instill a lot of confidence. And you know, look, I mean, Dallas isn't exactly performing on offense like we thought they would, frankly. You know what's interesting, Mike, that no one really expected that I talked to? Is that defense. Yeah. The defense has been pretty killer. Remember last year is the direct opposite. It was There was a cupcake defense to play against. And so they've oh, been – They nailed the draft, man. Absolutely They really the did. Draft. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah some of these guys, uh, I mean – Micah Parsons may not and, only win defensive rookie of the year, he's up for defensive player of the year. Yeah, and Diggs and is no slouch either. Diggs, Diggs is incredible. And so, I mean, they had a, uh, I believe they had another defensive score in that game. And so it's changing the the script a little bit for that that Dallas team. And, uh, you know, while we're on the running backs in that, that game, if I can, Antonio Gibson is looking more and more like a bit of a, a game script running back. When Washington's competitive, he's getting a ton of love and they're able to kind of control the clock, run the ball. That's what they want to do. And he had a great week 13, but here we are where Washington gets behind partially because of that Dallas defense, 10 carries for 36 yards. Ouch. And yeah. that's, that's with uh, McKissick out of McKissick the lineup. Out, I know. So he got phased out, unfortunately. And Washington's also having quarterback issues now with, 
with Heineke, Kyle Allen having to come in the game. So I'm, I'm actually a little concerned about that. You're going to need to examine those playoff matchups on Gibson to determine what we think is going to happen there on the game script. It's a red flag for Terry McLaurin as well. Now, I understand he got a concussion and, and he put up a zero there for you. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I moved him plus a first for Kittle today because I was like, wow. you know what? I'm a little well worried. I'm worried about this situation, and I feel like this pick's going to be a late first. I'm going to push Terry McLaurin out of there just because I like the player. But, you know, sometimes you got to look at these situations. If you still have your first, you can go buy a player – you know, which we've mm-hmm. been talking about all year, going, getting Fournette and Connor. And if you listened to Mung and I six weeks ago, congratulations, you're in the playoffs because those guys have been killing it. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. but but it, there's other moves you can make where, you know, I did two different moves to get George Kittle. I gave up Hawkinson in a first and I gave up McLaurin in a first in both of them. And it's not like supreme value, but the way Kittle is playing, he's a winner. The way McLaurin and Hawkinson, you know, it's a little up and down. Give me that sure thing. Give me that guy who has a potential to win me that money, to win me that, you know, eternal glory, you know, and go out there and win that championship. Now's the time to do it. If you if you're st- still sitting on 22 picks and you're in the playoffs and need a piece or an upgrade in your case, you know, upgrading from McLaurin to Kittle, you got to do it. Push in the chips like we've been talking about. Yeah, now what you're here, you know. We're yeah. talking about that first this round pick. If you if you if I have not had a playoff team in years where I have that first round pick and don't yeah. use it somewhere right. if I'm a playoff team. Because, you know what? Somewhere down the line, I can probably trade Kittle plus exactly. get somebody yeah. else in a first. It's not like a George Kittle is going to depreciate in value over the offseason. I'm not saying go out and buy overpay on a guy who's 31 years old. I'm not saying go overpay for DeAndre Hopkins, whose value is going to drop. But if you can get a guy and overpay for a George Kittle, he's going to come back next year. you know, And it's going to be, it's, it's going to be money in the bank for you. Uh, moving yeah. on to the next game, Jacksonville Jaguars at Tennessee Titans. You know, not an exciting one, but something to to mention here is Dante Foreman. You know, 13 carries, 47 yards. He got the touchdown. You know, he looks and he had two receptions for 15 yards. I saw in Smash Two, he went for a third round pick today. You know, if you can go out there and you're you're struggling, sure. a late second and Dante Foreman. Is going to get the carries, it looks like, the rest of the way. You know, I know Hilliard was getting a bunch of receptions in the first couple games with, with Henry out, but it looked like Foreman really kind of took over there. And it, I, I think we have a potential guy who could be a back-end RB2 that you can get on the cheap end. Yeah, I, I think that they're kind of splitting the snaps up um, somewhat evenly between McNichols and Hilliard. But when, when they're playing a team like Jacksonville, Dante Foreman's the guy that you want. He's yep. going to get the most quality carries. He had the most carries in the game and hit pay dirt. So, again, you kind of have to look at the, the playoff matchups that you have oh, with yeah. Tennessee. Oh, yeah, game huge so, there because Hilliard big, could be big. that guy. I mean, right. I got him in That's Scott important. Fishbowl. Super excited to move on to the next round in that. But he's a nice. guy that, like, if they're winning, he's a, he's a mute point. But if they're behind, you know, he could have that McKissick-type role where he's going to be that guy that just catches a bunch of passes. On the flip side here, how worried are we with James Robinson? Because this was just abysmal to watch. You know, when we're looking at 21, 21 routes run, six carries, John, six carries. And this is a guy that we thought somewhere in the middle of the year was approaching RB1 status. You know, he started to really, really come on maybe week five through, you know, 10. And now it's just, it's gone the other way. He seems like he's in the doghouse. He's, you know, speaking against the coaches. And we have him here where it's like he put up less than a fantasy point this year or this week. It's unbelievable. I actually have him in a couple leagues and I had benched him because I was getting bad vibes from Urban Meyer in particular. A lot of times the squeaky wheel, like I need more love and, you know, his own quarterback, Trevor Lawrence says, we got to have J-Rob on the field. We got to feed him the ball. Urban Meyer basically ignores all of this. Yeah, that's horrible. And he he goes even backwards, even worse than Mm -hmm. the previous week. He actually looked okay going back. To, I believe his league week 11 and 12 scored in both games, and I was feeling okay about it. But I think you actually have to consider benching him if you have other options until we actually see a change in heart from Urban Meyer on that team. But Urban Meyer, is he going to be around next year, Mike? I mean, I this sure, looks like one and done. Like, I sure GM, hope not. I sure hope not. Possi- it's a disaster. Trevor Lawrence is the interesting thing here for me, right? Because we touted him as the next generational talent, you know, fantastic football player. Yeah. We know that. And I am seeing playoff teams, you know, they're like, I can't use him. And I saw mm-hmm. uh, a friend of mine traded, he gave up Jonathan Taylor, and he got Saquon and Trevor Lawrence, you know. And I'm like, that could be, you know, like Trevor Lawrence, if we, if you would have said that before the season started, 
you, people would have scoffed at you, right? I mean, because Barkley's yeah. in that same area as Taylor, you know, and it was like, mm-hmm. you're going to get Trevor Lawrence for free? Do it. I feel like if someone's in the playoffs and they have Trevor Lawrence there, oh, yeah. you can make a move and you can buy him Heck on the yeah. cheap and and I think we're going to see a huge bounce back, you know, and I, that that being said, you could probably do the same thing with Fields and, and Lance and some of these other guys. I mean, I traded mm-hmm. Lance in a league where I really needed a quarterback and I went out and got a guy. I was like, I got to give him up, you know, like, yeah, y- you got to do what you got to do. But, but Mike, I mean, this look at the stat line. 24 for 40 with four interceptions, yeah. sacked three times. As when well. you look at the stats of Gardner Minshew to this point versus Trevor Lawrence at this point, it's not even close. You know, oh Gardner gosh. Minshew stats are incredibly better. I know that's a high risk, high reward type move. Yeah. I'm not saying overpay for it's a, you know, Trevor yeah, Lawrence. It requires some patience for Trevor Lawrence, but yeah. it's a buy low. If Urban Meyer is back, I can't imagine he's going to make it beyond season two. So no. you're going to have to be patient with Trevor, but the talent's there. Bet on the talent. I'm with, I'm with you on that. Yeah, and the other guy to, to kind of has really emerged here is that the not quite the Devontae Parker fifth-year breakout. You know, I got my hat on backwards for Laquan Treadwell. He's out there. <laughs> I've been picking him up everywhere. He's been putting up 10-plus fantasy points a week, you know, and I was like, I didn't realize free. he was still alive. I didn't. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a bad segment, but like honestly, you know, like Laquan Treadwell was that guy, right? He was supposed to be better yeah, than Michael Thomas right. when he came out, and and he he's showing some flashes here. You know, he, forty four snaps, thirty four routes run, mm-hmm. you know, six targets, and and he got it done again. He was over ten fantasy points, and that's not the yeah. kind of guy I'm saying go pick up for your fantasy playoffs. That's the guy I'm saying if he's out there, go get him and drop one of these roster cloggers because he still is showing a little bit of upside. Right on. Uh, let's move over to the the next game. We have the Raiders Chiefs. Now, John, Clyde Edwards Hilaire's day was saved by ten carries, thirty seven yards, two touchdowns. Right. You know, right. three Touch receptions for, for five yards. But this Chiefs offense, you know, I know you have Kelsey and, and Hill in a lot of leagues, mm-hmm. and you know, I have Mahomes in my redraft league. I, I'm year in and year out. I'm in this one league where I told you talked about where it's me or the other guy, you know, and we talked about that Dalvin cook trade and I made that move and it's either him or I every year. And I went out and I bought Kelsey and I bought Hill because he has Mahomes and I want to take that away. And now it's like, I'm a little scared, man. Like the numbers are just not there right now. It's my single biggest concern for my smash team. Again, one seed, but I have Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, and early on in the season, they were doing pretty well. But, I mean, I, I, I'm still in shock to look at the stat line of Kelsey. Three catches for 27 yards and four targets. Tyree Kill did a little better, but he just had four receptions I mean, for 76 yards. If so. you're not, if you're, if you're playing regular PPR, not, you know, no tight end premium, you got 15 points, 16 points from the two of them, and you feel like they should average should more than that. that. You know, they should at least right. each be getting that. If you're talking no touchdowns, but I mean, yeah, that's right. It feels like the the league has kind of started to figure out this KC offense, whether it's, you know, putting two safeties deep or bracketing Travis Kelsey, bumping him at the line, but it's just been a struggle. Mahomes has had a couple of blow up games, but it just hasn't been there. Like the offense just mm-hmm. doesn't consistently go. I, I missed the days where they were a threat to score every time every they touched time. the ball. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm concerned there. I don't, I, I, I was riding high for, yeah. with a Mahomes uh-huh. Hill. You know, I, I started out seven and zero in one league with yeah. those guys as a stack because they were killing it. And then you know, if you look at Mahomes from from week seven to now, he's had two extreme top, I think number one overall or not, top three quarterback performances, and the rest of them are barely QB two numbers. And I'm not talking QB two overall. I'm talking about QB twos. You know, in that sixteen to twenty four range, and that's not what you expect from Patrick Mahomes. And I have a lot of people asking me, you know. Is it is it situationally dependent on Patrick Mahomes? And I'm like, if it depends who your QB two is. You know, if you're playing in a two quarterback mm-hmm. league, if you have that other guy who's going in there. But I mean, week in week out, consistency is just not there. It, it it's yeah. it's sad. I know you can't sit Hill, you can't sit Kelsey. Those guys are balling. You know, when when they get a chance, you don't want to miss out on a Kelsey 35 point performance or a Tyreek Hill 40 point performance because that's that's in that range of outcomes. But it's like. It gets to a tricky situation. On the Raiders' side of the ball, Hunter Renfro is a wide receiver one. You can't argue it right now. I'm not saying for Dynasty. I'm saying for right now. 
And we talked about it several weeks ago. You know, this was another, I mean, if you guys didn't listen to that episode six weeks ago with Mung and I, Hunter Renfro was our number one wide receiver buy for a second round pick. I had two or three DMs be like, I'm not paying a second for Hunter Renfro. That's stupid. Guess what? The dude has gone out and put up crazy performances. I mean, 13 receptions, 117 yards, one touchdown, a whopping 4.1 ADOT. But it's like, it's reminiscent of, you know, what with Julian Edelman and Wes Welker and just, you know, like he's close to the line, but this guy's route running ability is phenomenal. Yeah, he, he's also reminiscent of your rep at H&R Block, but it's amazing what he's been able to do. The only <laughs> caution I'll say there is Darren Waller's been out of the offense um, for the past couple of weeks. With him coming back, that yeah. will eat into his target share. Oh, for sure. But they figured something out there. They're moving the ball. He's almost like the Cooper Cup of that offense. And we're just naming all the white wide receivers. Yeah. This is, I wanted to say something. I almost said Jarvis Landry, but it just didn't feel as good. You didn't feel right. Yeah, they, they don't look like your accountants necessarily, right? I, so. I mean, if you look, they always throw the meme of DK Metcalf next to Hunter Renfro, you know, but it's like, at this point, give me Hunter Renfro. Yeah. He's going to go out there and get points. You know, I saw Dave Kluge posted today. Love you, Dave. Uh, put... DK Metcalf over the last five games is averaging 34.6 yards per game with zero touchdowns. That's good enough for wide receiver 56. Unbelievable. You know, like 56. And Hunter Renfro's that guy that's going out there and doesn't look flashy. And you show your friends your starting lineup and it doesn't, you're not like, yo, did you see that? It's Hunter Renfro. But guess what? The dude does it every single week. I'm talking to a guy in one of my leagues and he wants the 111 for Hunter Renfro. And I'm almost like, just do it. You know, like, I, it, yeah, yeah. I, I think you just go, go get him Cause he's still cheap. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm playing him over DK Metcalf and I'm getting 10 for sure better on my tax return. I mean, you gotta love it. <laughs> He'll save you on your taxes. You know, and I'm having the question out there and like, I'm not trying to have people bail on DK Metcalf cause he's a, Supreme talent, but this is the type of situation where you're, you you might scoff at me, but I have DK Metcalf and I am trying to trade him. You know, I offered DK Metcalf and Damian Harris for Cooper Cup. I offered DK Metcalf for Hunter Renfro in a first. You know, and I know that sounds crazy, but I'm comfortable putting Hunter Renfro out there. I'm comfortable getting that production right here in a first round to try to find another DK Metcalf. You know, if, if that picks somewhere in the middle. Well, that's the thing. And, and right now you got to look at your teams right now. The floor with DK is the, what's so scary. The floor is five. We, 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 it's like, yeah, I mean, it, we've seen bad. it the past few weeks. It's just not there. And even the ceiling too, like the big plays obviously haven't been coming. There's still potential there, but Russell Wilson. It's not that they're not coming. Like Tyler Lockett's yeah. getting them. You know, know like Lockett, say, there's yeah. other guys getting it done. Rashad Penny. I mean, it's like yeah, Metcalf right. just seems like he's out there right now. I don't know if it's just decoy or. Um, the other th- funny thing was like when this kind of news came out about, um, let's say for the family audience, DK's escapades. And mm-hmm. we know that, uh, Russell Wilson is, you know, pretty conservative gentleman. Um, we think that that may have created some, some tension between those two. And ever since that story came out about DK, Russell Wilson has kind of steered the targets back over to Lockett. So I think that's kind of a funny little storyline. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And, and, Another thing to caution right now, and I almost got sucked into this, was I was like, yo, do you see the performance CEH had this week? But if you look at the actual statistics, they're not flashy. It was saved by no. two touchdowns, you know, and the Chiefs have been using a two-man committee in the, in the last couple of weeks. You know, Derek Gore, yeah. Derek Gore led the team in rushing yards and played mm-hmm. nearly as many snaps as the two starters, you know. So they're really just yeah. mixing things in there and, and involving everybody, and CEH right. got the touchdowns, and, yeah. uh, you well, know. Yeah, one more thing I'll throw in there that's also interesting with KC is the defense, much like Dallas, mm-hmm. is playing so much better. I mean, yeah. everybody was lighting up KC last year, but they, they just held the Raiders to nine points. Yeah. And they had the defensive scores. So when that stuff's happening, you don't need the offense to air well, it out as much, you, do you? You see that 48 points on there on the board, and you're thinking it was Mahomes and everything else. And that's, that's yeah. the Kelsey and Hill, right? Yep. Nope. So we talked about Seattle. I'm going to move to that game next. Um, and, I, and I want to talk about a point here where, you know, I I was sitting here and I'm like, man, you know, my RB2 situation with COVID. And this is why I say have IR, extra IR spots, have things ready, have a lot of depth at that running back position because I, I lost 
you know, they, they came out and said, hey, Jamal Williams has COVID, you know, and I already had Ingram on COVID and Miles Sanders was on by and I'm like, move to the next guy. And I'm like, man, I don't have a running back here. I was like, who am I going to throw in? And, uh, you know, I ended up plugging and playing Rashad Penny, which just felt fantastic. Unbelievable. <laughs> but the one thing, and I don't know how you deal with this, you know, is like, it was, a, I picked him up at 1259 because I had, I had Ty mm-hmm. Johnson in there all week. I was like, Amazing. yeah, yeah, he'll do all right. And, uh, you know. Shout out to my daughter, Bella. Sometimes when it's like super close, I'm like, hey, what do you think? And she's like, oh, Rashad Penny, dad. She don't know. But it's just kind of fun to involve your kids sometimes. And I got to give credit to her on this. But I mean, 16 carries, 137 yards, two touchdowns. Sometimes you just got to listen to the coach speak, John. You know, it's like Pete Carroll's been saying he wants to get Penny involved. We know Alex Collins is just a dude. You know, like he is a the definition of a jag when it comes to comes to this. Penny got a little bit involved in the passing game last week. This week it was all on the ground. But Rashad Penny, 7.1 yards after contact per carry, he yeah. looked good. It's about three years too late, but yeah, I, it yeah. is pretty incredible. And he ripped off a 47-yarder, scored twice. And it just came um, out that he's he's earned a bigger role. He's earned he some was, confidence. Yeah, and this is the Seattle offense. That That is still what they want to do. We haven't yeah. seen Russell Wilson going back to Aaron out. They want to run the ball, control the clock, and then do play action yeah. and throw deep to not DK, but Tyler Lockett. Well, Tyler Lockett, five receptions, 142 yeah. yards, 25.9 yeah. yards a dot. And I was actually going to say that next now that you said it, I was going to be like, did you see the game DK? Oh, no, that was Tyler Lockett. <laughs> but, I mean, Rashad Penny has at least earned an opportunity, and I feel like if yeah. I am not a playoff team – I don't want Rashad Penny on my roster. And I feel like Deontay Bingo. Foreman, this is a guy where you offer a pair of thirds for Rashad Penny if you're reeling at that running back position, mm-hmm. even if it's just for a depth running back, a guy that you can plug and play yeah. if something happens. I mean, we saw Higby got COVID on, on Monday night. Like, I'm worried about the playoffs, John. I'm worried about a, having a situation where I got my guy going Monday night and I have nothing to go. Or he goes Sunday night or even the 425. And it's like, now what? You know, you got to yeah, have these guys careful. lined up. Be careful with that. If you are um, kind of weighing two different players and one's for sure already declared active in, in the early games, I think the tie goes to that guy because we've seen some crazy stuff. I, uh, yeah, we saw with David Johnson getting mm-hmm. um, declared COVID on Sunday morning as another and, example. So, I mean, if you're careful. starting David Johnson, you're probably not in the playoffs anyways. But, you know, like, <laughs> but yeah, that's fair. <laughs> If you're starting Brandon Cooks, you might be. I mean, Brandon Cooks seems to be that bright spot on that offense. 11 more yeah. targets again this week. Nico Collins is kind of, you know, shown out there. Mm-hmm. But Brandon Cooks is the only guy that I even feel remotely comfortable starting on that team. And that's like wide receiver three, four, five type of thing. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, you're pretty much not playing any of your Texans. It was kind of funny that in week 14 – just like we all predicted, Rashad Penny would lead the league in rushing, and Davis yep. Mills would lead the league in yeah. passing. It, it felt, Sunday. I like your reference there. Mine was going to be like, hey, you know, we talked about this running back being cl- class being good. Look, Royce Freeman showed up this week. You know, we had, <laughs> we had Rashad Penny. Royce Freeman comes out, six carry, six catches, 51 yards, has a big game as a receiver, you know, average 1.0 yards per carry because that's who he is. But, you know, like some of these guys it's just that showed time up. Of year. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Next game. And this is this is the one. This is the scary one. This is the one where it's like, oh crap. Ravens, Browns, and Lamar Jackson goes down to injury. You know, and I have Lamar in a lot of places. I must have gotten over fifty text messages. Hey, did you see Lamar? I'm like, hey, oh yeah, come on. Don't don't be that guy. You know, <laughs> don't text the guy that has him. But I mean, very, very scary situation. You know, he has to get helped off the field, get carted off. And then we see that. Potentially, it looks like it's a day-to-day injury. It's a low ankle sprain. Definitely going to hurt the mobility of Lamar Jackson, which is the bread and butter of Lamar Jackson. This is a situation where if Huntley is out there, go pick him up. You know, you definitely want to have that opportunity there. And when Huntley came in, Bateman and Andrews actually, I mean, Huntley looked good. Two weeks ago or three weeks ago when he got an opportunity, it was not pretty. This one, I mean, Mark Andrews, 11 receptions, 115 yards, seven first downs. I mean... And, and the touchdown, Mark Andrews, and I talked about this with you two weeks ago where I was trying to trade all my Darren Waller shares for Mark Andrews because I'm seeing Mark Andrews kind of become a little bit more of that Gronk type, you know, tight end and a guy that is healthy and, and is able to go out there for you week in and week out. 
Yeah, and I, I, I'm going to actually preach a little bit of caution here, similar to the conversation that I may remind you about Dalvin Cook, where I was like, hey, he might be coming back. Let's try not to overreact. Let's wait and get more information. I know, I do. Uh, yeah, I and you, look, you didn't listen. Didn't listen to me. I told you so, Dad. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but but look, with, with Lamar Jackson, try to get as much information as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Look, it does look like he might play, but what are we hearing? Is that ankle actually limiting his mobility, his ability to cut? Because that is his bread and butter. And so it still may be worth considering moving Lamar Jackson. Obviously, we're not worried about him for next year to see what you might get for him. If we think his ceiling is limited or if his rushing ability is limited, definitely get yourself Tyler Huntley or some other QB alternative that you're comfortable plugging into the playoffs. And if those options aren't looking too good, you're feeling gross about it, that's where you really have to consider making a move. But wait a little bit on it, right? Let's try not to overreact to Lamar Jackson. You and I actually did see some trades go down on mm-hmm. Sunday and Monday morning before we even knew, and people were assuming he would just be out, similar to the Dalvin Cook situation. Yeah. No, you so can't. be careful. You're yeah. absolutely right, you know, and you don't want to jump into that. And buddy of mine messaged me. I think he's like, I got an offer of Devonta Freeman and Russell Wilson for Lamar Jackson. I think I'm going to take it. I'm like, no. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. no. I mean, Russ isn't cooking, you know, like, so it's not like no. you're getting a guy who's hot right now. You know, you're not getting that. Um, speaking of Devonta Freeman, still in that same offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, 13 carries, 64 yards, five receptions again this week. And he is like a, you know, he's the ultimate sell if you're on a, if you if you're a team that's not in the playoffs. But another guy I think you can buy cheap who just keeps, keeps going out there and putting up RB2 numbers, a couple RB1 numbers, I believe, two or three weeks ago. So, I mean, another guy you could pick up on the cheap end. But you're absolutely right with Lamar Jackson. You know, I don't want to get off that topic. Wait as long as you can. You know, uh, most of my leagues, if you don't have a trade deadline, you know, there's, there's, there's good options out there. There's guys that you can move. And don't sell Lamar Jackson. Like, if you want to do it, um, a, Jared from our Smash 1 traded for Tua Tagovailoa, he gave up Hawkinson okay. in a little bit. Tua mm-hmm. plays the Jets, the Titans, and the Saints in the playoffs. Those are great, juicy matchups. Tua's been playing well. I would rather see you take a guy, or take a pick, take a player that's not starting, yeah. and buy a Tua, buy a Cousins, buy Put a guy like that, then give up Lamar Jackson because he's hurt. You know, like that's right. the one where, like, if you give up Lamar Jackson for something else, if you're not getting Matthew Stafford. Aaron Rodgers, you know, you're not going to get you're not going to get Kyler or Allen or those guys or Dak, but if you can get those are the only two vets that I'm really going out there and like targeting backwards is Rodgers and Stafford, you know, or or maybe Brady plus quite a bit because I still want to win and if I'm going to give up if I'm going to give up Lamar Jackson, I want some juice. I'm with that's that's good advice, dad. Very good advice. Listen to dad, folks. That's what I'm here for. My kids don't listen to me, but you guys hopefully do. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. My kids are awesome. Um, Cleveland side of the ball, you know, Austin Hooper had a great game. Kareem Hunt gets injured, and all of a sudden we look yeah. at Dernis Johnson took most of his snaps again. I'm going to say this, you know, and I've, been, I've, I've always talked big on him because when that guy plays, if Chubb goes down, Dernis Johnson puts up RB1 numbers in this offense. This is a top five offensive line. That guy does what we want I like that one. Kareem Hunt to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so like offer get him thrown in a deal. Offer a fourth round pick. I mean, people will take that. But when he gets yeah. those opportunities, he scores. I'm a little worried about Nick Chubb. You know, like Nick Chubb mm-hmm. has not looked that great over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, the volume's been there. I think that that matchup with Baltimore, I mean, that divisional matchup does get kind of ugly. But I, I did expect a lot more from him. I mean, 17 carries for 59 yards is not super exciting. Only had three receptions. But I, I do think that they will uh, get Nick Chubb more work with Kareem Hunt out of the lineup. So yep. that's actually arrow pointing up for me as well as Der Ernest Johnson. The one thing I'll say is after Kareem Hunt left the game, um, Der Ernest Johnson only had one reception on one target. Mm-hmm. So – the passing game situation, I'm not so sure about, but definitely a little bit more volume. And like you said, worth like a fourth round flyer well, to, to pick and, him up. And, and he's a guy, happens. I have him in uh, pros versus Joes on FFPC. And I started him two weeks in a row. He put up over 20 fantasy points. You know, like he right. he becomes the bell cow when those guys aren't there. And if Hunt's, I, I've not checked on Hunt's injury yet. but Looks if that's like he's out for this week. Most likely yeah. out. Yep. It's worth a, a late flyer. Yeah. Now. The Saints offense, Kamara is back 
All my fantasy teams are screaming about it, especially in Smash. <laughs> you know, 27 carries, 127 or 120 yards, four receptions, 25 yards, and he just looked like, okay, well, you've been, we've been trying to nurse you back to health. We're just going to give you everything because we have nothing. You know, Taysom Hill is a nice floor option, right? If you are looking for a QB2 on the cheap end that you can give up a second-round pick, you lost Lamar Jackson and you don't have faith there. Taysom Hill has put up back-to-back 20-plus points unless it's negative, yeah. unless you got like a negative four interception league, and then it's like, whoo, that, that's a scary yeah. situation. But you could roll him right. out there, and he, I, feel, I feel very comfortable that Taysom Hill puts up QB2 numbers. Might not be pretty, don't watch the game, but when you see at the end of the week, hey, he got me 20 points, I'm okay with that. Yeah, you know, the one thing about that game that is worth noting is that a big chunk of Taysom Hill's points came off one play. It was a 44-yard yeah. run where he just mm-hmm. got in, late in the game. Um, they got him, let's say, 10-plus points right there. But let's see your point. The floor is there. And, I mean, look, the ceiling has been there. We've seen it the last two yeah. weeks in a row. It, it really just kind of depends on game script. He did get um, to be more of a game manager in this game. They didn't want him throwing four picks again so he was 15 out of 21 175 yards not exciting but it is kind of what they asked him to do and to your point it was encouraging to see Kamara actually get five targets Mm -hmm. four receptions remember last year that was the big problem is Jason Hill kept calling his own number rather than checking down to Kamara it looks like they realized that was uh, an important part of their offense and so look at again look at these Saints matchups down the stretch here to determine whether or not you want to play Taysom Hill Right. If they're going to be able to stay in the lead and pound the ball with him and Kamara, you probably want Taysom Hill in your lineup. If they're playing from behind like they were last week where he's forced to throw, it could get a little ugly. Oh, for sure. The one, I, the one I'm worried about is week 15 against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. But um, if you had a buyer, you're, you're looking out ahead. Um, he plays Miami and Carolina. So I'm, I'm, I'm liking that. OK, for Kamara and Taysom Hill. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it's sexy. I'm not saying it's pretty. You're not starting any wide receivers there. Nick Vanette actually has been leading the team in targets since he's taken over. So I think Taysom Hill understands. You know, we're just checking the ball down, kind of thing. Yeah. The Jets side, it ain't pretty. You know, there there is not much to be excited about. Um, Michael Carter's still on IR, so. You might know, come Tevin, back. I heard he might come back week 15, yeah. so that's that, could that would be, be nice. Tevin Coleman was out with the concussion. You know, he he th- threw some flashes there, but not much going there. What is yeah, going in a, in a, is go ahead, go ahead. Well, just looking at this Zach Wilson stat line. Oh, geez. 19 completions out of wait for it, 42 attempts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not just not looking. Pretty it for hasn't that, been. That it hasn't been pretty. Uh, another game that wasn't that pretty, but we have the Falcons-Panthers. Corderell Patterson is that guy. You just yeah. got to play him. 58 yards, 41 yards after contact, a touchdown, two more receptions. And I'm at a point where I'm selling a late. I, I will give a late first for Corderell Patterson for this push. You know, like, it, it seems Easy. crazy, but the dude's going to put up points, you know. And it's like, I will bank on Corderell Patterson to put up 15 points week in and week out. We've talked about him enough on this podcast that you guys should be, you know, you guys should already been in on that situation. Um, The other one is Russell Gage, dad. I mean, he's actually gotten the most targets. It hasn't been Kyle Pitts. It's been Russell Gage. I mean, they actually both ended up by the end of the game with six targets apiece, Mm -hmm. but Russell Gage over the last few weeks has been putting up nice numbers. So worth floating. What? A third, couple thirds? Yeah, two thirds. I would do uh, something like that. I picked him up in Scott Fishbowl. I feel okay. like a lot of teams are, gave up on him because yeah. he, I mean, he was putting up goose eggs, like yeah. straight up goose eggs, you know, and just Kyle yeah. Pitts, we're going to have to wait another year for this complete, you know, dominance role, but he's shown flashes. We've seen a little bit here and there. Yeah. And uh, it, it, you'd probably, you have to classify the season as a disappointment, though, because yeah. of the expectations yep. and the hype that was coming. And, and the nice part is that's created a buy low window because yeah, people put no him doubt. up here, you know, and it's that yep. like whole post hype sleeper, you know. And I think in the offseason, you're going to be able to buy him a little bit cheaper than what you would have expected, you know, if he had obviously no doubt. came out. No doubt. Uh, let's move on to the Giants Chargers game. Saquon. Saquon is kind of back a little bit, you know. I mean, we look at 16 carries for 64, three receptions, 31. Nice receiving touchdown there. On the other side, Austin Eckler, almost identical stats, you know, the whole way across. Eckler gets banged up. Saquon is a guy where people are not believing yet. You know, I I told you I gave up 
And I feel dirty doing it a little bit, but I gave up DeAndre Swift in the league to get Saquon in what's going to be the 107 because now I have a guy who I know is going to at least be out there week 15. We don't know about Swift yet. And I still have that pick to kind of play around with. Austin Eckler gets banged up. You and I both love Eckler. We, we do. Is this a matter of him just getting too banged up where we're like, he actually did exit the game this week. Justin Jackson came, came in for nine carries. Kelly, they kind of split the workload. So there's no guy you go out there and pick and say he's going to do even close to what Eckler does. But without Keenan Allen, you know, we were definitely expecting a little bit bigger game from Austin Eckler. Yeah, and he had the matchup. That was that was a smash spot for Eckler. But we do need to monitor his health. This could be a pretty big concern. That's been the only real knock on Eckler is he he really needs to be healthy to to put the stats up. When he's playing at eighty percent, you're only getting like sixty percent of the output. Mm-hmm. So that is my concern. But I, I do think um, Eckler is is like like we've talked about going all the way back to preseason in a fantastic spot. The Chargers offense with Herbert and crew has just been killing it recently. So I'm liking that. I, I, I will say with Keenan Allen coming back, he's going to soak up his usual 10-plus yep. targets. So you got to take that in consideration. Um, I, just coming back to Saquon, too, I, I will say this. Here's the thing. He doesn't look like the Saquon of all no. that rookie season. The yeah. eye test, you're just like, nope, I don't see the juice that he had then. Mm-hmm. But – He's, it's, it's not to say that he's he still couldn't be an RB1 or, um, let's say, worst case, high RB2. He's, he's putting the points up. He's getting the good workload, had a lot of carries, and working him into the passing game. I did notice, though, that the Giants, even in some pressure situations, they didn't go to Saquon. Like, Elijah Penny is getting like some, mm-hmm. some critical looks there near well, the goal line. They um, saw so what Rashad Penny was doing. They saw what Rashad, <laughs> right? They're like, right? yo, let's get his like, brother get involved. There. Get him in there. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, so, but that's the thing is like the, the price tag for Saquon has come mm-hmm. down to the point where the, like the move you made, probably worth it, right? If you can yeah. get a pretty so. steady, pretty decent floor. And we know that, you know, the Saquon ceiling could still be there. The Giants overall offense really needs him. So yeah. I, I think he'll, he'll probably reward you there. You got to pay attention with, like I said, with COVID, you know, my buddy, Mike, Mike Young, great guy. Uh, he messaged me and he's like, man, I got to start Tim Patrick or I don't even remember who the other guy was. I was like, is Jalen Guyton out there? You know, like if you know that COVID's ravaged a, a, a room, you know, and sometimes these wide receiver rooms, you got to pick up the next guy up. And he went out there and, and I mean, Jalen Guyton looked good. I think he put up 18 fantasy points in some of the formats. So sometimes you got to pay attention to those kind of things when we get to the playoffs. Um, yeah, right on, right on. The Now, you want whoever plays the Lions, but this Denver running game, you know, I think everyone wants to put Javante Williams as a top two or three dynasty running back, you know, and I, I like what I see. And he goes out in 15 for 73, a touchdown, another receiving touchdown. So, yeah, the points are there for sure. Melvin Gordon isn't going away, you know, over your fantasy playoffs. 24 carries, 111 yards, two touchdowns for Melvin Gordon. I mean, everybody wants Melvin Gordon to disappear. He's not going to. He goes out yeah. there, and he has a nice RB2 floor every week. Another guy I feel like you can buy on the cheap. You're not going to buy Javante Williams. The price is ridiculous right now. I mean, ridiculous. It, it, it is. There's no way to buy him. I mean, because what, what's happening is people are imagining the offense without Melvin Gordon. Correct. In this case, it would have been But we don't know that's going to happen. Right? We, we always they, assume that. And then he, right. it's Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, case. right? We thought yeah. A.J. Dillon was going to take over. Then Jones comes back, and now we're like, yeah. what's A.J. Right. Dillon worth to your team right now? Denver may side decide, nope, we want to keep Javante fresh. We're going to bring in another veteran running back in the offseason like a Melvin Gordon. I think that he, Gordon probably will leave town, but they could always bring someone else in. So be careful. Uh, try not to overpay, but I got to tell you, Javante, just watching him, he is special. Yes. This one catch that he had coming out of the backfield where he turns around, catches it, gets his balance, spin move, all within like a split second of time. I mean, he's got the contact balance running backs dream of and you know scored two touchdowns again had it at the same multi-touchdown game the week before so i actually get it i get the hype i love having him on a couple of my dynasty teams i think that he's approaching in uh you know top two round startup absolutely. value he's but, late first in, in a one quarterback i think he absolutely no question about it but just be careful you're not paying for the absolute best case scenario mm-hmm. with no competition in that backfield Pay for the best case scenario of Leonard Fournette right now. Like honestly, yes, we sir. talked about it six weeks Lenny, ago. 
Lenny goes out there, you know, four receptions, 19 yards, 113, another touchdown. I have people messaging me, hey, Mike, you know, I got I got Brady, Fournette, Evans, and Godwin. I'm like, I can't put them all out there. Yes, you can. Just sure do it. Can. Just stop. You know, we're talking <laughs> about this Bills-Bucks game. Roll your dudes out. You know, roll these guys out. They're studs. Week in, week out. You know, Evans, Godwin. You know, Perriman had that great catch there at the end, which was kind of fun. And I don't know if you saw, but they had a whole lineup of people, so he didn't throw away his 700th ball, his 700th touchdown. We didn't want another, like, Mike Evans situation, you <laughs> know, which hilarious. is kind of cool. Um, but Gronk, he's Gronk's going to Gronk, you know. Emmanuel Sanders yep. has an injury in this game where Gabe Davis, who was a darling yep. last year, pops up again with another touchdown. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Josh Allen sounds like, he was in a walking boot, but from what I read from football guys, it looks like he's probable to play this week. The biggest beneficiary here is Dawson Knox. That guy is really starting yeah. to ball out, you know, and I feel like that offense, if you can get digs, you know, Beasley's worth playing. If you get these guys, you, you can get them on the discount for sure. You're playing as many bills and as many bucks as you possibly can in your playoff lineups. They are matchup independent. Doesn't matter. And they have that ceiling as long as they've got Josh Allen and Tom Brady in the lineup. Yeah. That, that's been special. And uh, what, a, what a game that was. Um, that was one of the more exciting games we've seen all season. Buffalo looks like they're out of it. Josh Allen brings them back in. I hope for all those fantasy managers out there that he's going to play in the playoffs. But same advice that we gave on Lamar Jackson. I mean, he, he could potentially miss, let's say, a game from what I've heard. Looks like um, as of this morning, he's probably going to play, but have an alternative ready to go. Don't don't put all your eggs in that one basket if you can avoid it. He is the dynasty QB one. I mean, I, I, I have if I had to choose between him and Mahomes, I'm not even debating. I mean, I feel like you almost put Kyler up there a little bit closer. You know yeah, what I mean? And like, I, I think these days I, Kyler should be in that conversation. But yeah. I, I wouldn't argue with you on Josh Allen. Uh, I mean, Kyler last night even showed some some uh, concerns that you know he'll. he'll trying to do too much and yeah. made a couple bad plays and Rams really kind of um, had a nice game plan for him. So I'm with you. George Kittle. Let's talk about Niners. Oh Bengals. I mean, George Kittle. Amazing. I, I, I've made some moves to get him, but you're not going to get him now. You know, we've, we've missed that window. 47 points in, in smash, except 1.75 premium. I mean, it, it's a game changer. That is a weekly winner if you have a, a George Kittle or Jamar Chase. You know, I made a, a move a couple of weeks ago. I got mocked for it, but I gave up A.J. Brown and a first for Jamar Chase because I, A.J. Brown was out, and I'm like, I'm getting younger. I know this value is going to stay. A.J. Brown's kind of up and down at times. Jamar Chase is the real deal. Five receptions, 77 yards, two touchdowns. Just like we talked about those those Bills, you get them Bengals in there, man. I mean, T. Higgins is starting to – to you know, starting to get a lot more targets in there, starting to get those those touchdowns in there. Joe Mixon didn't quite look himself this week, but we knew he had that injury. Mm-hmm. He's I'm I'm very comfortable rolling him back out there. Oh yeah, um, you know, and hopefully Elijah Mitchell comes back for you guys in the playoffs because they they missed him in the run game. That's for sure. Yeah, th- back to George Kittle. For all of those of you that did buy low when he was kind of coming back from that injury and hadn't put up the usual production. Congratulations. And I got to hand it to our boy Link. I know he's listening here. I'm actually a little bitter on that trade. I think it was robbery. I'm a lot now, bitter, man. <laughs> Swamp donkeys, you gave them away. Uh, I, I'm struggling with, with that one. Uh, but, you know, what I can't have is George Kittle outscoring Travis Kelsey by 40 points in fantasy. <laughs> I'm hoping that that evens out a little bit. But uh, for those of you that picked up Kittle, uh, this guy will help you win some titles and it looks like if you can continue to get this kind of workload 15 targets come on that's insane hey got a on a little bit of a time crunch here but bears packers i mean aaron jones two touchdowns looked back Devonte adams dominated there's some back. concern about aaron Rodgers' toe john what am i going to tell you what am i going to tell you about aaron Rodgers? put you him in just, your lineup you just You're get just, him in there just put just him put, in your lineup don't question don't, it just put him don't in question there. it you know, people yeah. are still questioning it. And I'm like, I'm trying to make no. trades to move slightly not, not back me. off of this. No, no, don't be that guy. Nobody, like nobody himself. likes that guy. Yeah, he's going to, he's going to grind it out. The guy's tough. He's a potential one seed now in play. I mean, Green Bay's going for it. John, if you had one thing you could tell the listeners, you know, it, about just something that is just yeah. a strategy, something you don't do when it comes to playoffs, something that you regret that you've ever done, you know, something that's like, dude, just just stay the course. 
Yeah, I think it's a couple of things. First of all, really understand who you're playing in the matchup. Do you need floor players? Do you need ceiling Great. players? Mm-hmm. Um, re- really? Um, what well, can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, I, a I lot mean, of people. I, did, I, I tell people that when I'm giving right. advice, and they they don't seem to understand what I'm talking about. Is why yeah. would you, what, you should just play all ceiling, right? Yeah, you, you look at odds of uh, you, you know at this time of year. I actually do go out there and look at how other analysts are ranking players, how they're projecting him, and you can kind of get a general sense for which guys are being projected at a potential closer to their ceiling, and who are going to be some guys that are getting like consistent workload every, every week and have mm-hmm. that safe floor. Look at your opponent as well, though. That's the point of what I'm telling you. Really understand their lineup as well as you do your own because it, it could affect who you play or who you don't play. So, yeah, and if that, you're that favorite, a, I mean, you yeah. play, I always look at it like a guy's like, I mean, I am an underdog right here. And, I'm, and this isn't a particular situation, but am I going to start, you know, am I going to start Emmanuel Sanders who might put up four points? Or in the past, am I going to start a guy that's, you know, Darnell Mooney, who's going to put up 20, you know, like that's mm-hmm. a bad example, but you don't understand what I'm saying. Ultimately yeah. in the past, it was always Will Fuller, you know, like Will Fuller. Yeah. If I need a ton of points and I am a serious underdog, I'm not playing a wide receiver who's going to give me five points. I'm going to play that guy who's going to potentially give me 20 or zero because he could win you that right there. Right. And, and the other thing I would say too is don't get too cute with it. Don't throw someone in your lineup where that you've literally never done it before. I actually made that mistake. I, I put in, Godwin, I can't pronounce his last name for the Detroit Lions. No one <laughs> and can. Just kind of like trying to project in my mind the ceiling scenario where they're playing from behind and he gets all the the receptions and dump offs, and it just didn't happen. It and frankly, he'd never done it before. So yeah. be careful with a guy like James Robinson. Are you going to really stick to your guns when he he got six carries the week before, didn't get the the, the workload the mm-hmm. week before that, or are you going to look at the the tea leaves and kind of make some some tough calls? I also would last thing I'll say is look at fantasy points allowed by position um, for the season, but also like the last four weeks to help you make decisions on uh, the defensive matchups that that you most likely need versus your opponent. Yeah. And and you got to look at those trends for me. I've kind of alluded to it already, but I'm trying to take moves where I don't trust James Robinson. I don't trust DK Metcalf. I don't trust, you know, player a player B. We talk about insulated trades all the time. I'm trying to trade DK yeah, Metcalf for go. a guy I trust plus. I'm trying to trade DK Metcalf plus something to get a Cooper Cup. You know, you now's the time you're not going to regret that age gap. You're just going to go for it and try to win it. You know, and and if you got to if you got to lose a little bit of value to get the win, you know, to me that's always worth it. And I'm always in now's those, the time. Exactly. Now's not the time to just be like, "Oh, I'm risk averse. I don't want to move make that move. I'll do it next year." Cuz I'm getting that a lot in the DMs like, "You know, but if I make that move, I could lose a little bit of value." That's great, right? But you want that payday. You want that like, championship. And you got to do that. I'm not saying sell the farm. I'm not saying, you know, sell sell DeAndre Swift for Devon, you know, Deontay Foreman. You know, yeah. like not those kind of moves. But I'm saying if you got to make a little move and you make an insulated yeah. trade, you still have that pick to move for next year. Now when I, like in that Swift deal I made, I believe Saquon's still going to be an RB2. Now I have that 107 next year to play with. Do I draft a guy? Do I trade it? You know, play around with it and get some more capital. You know what, Dad? I forget what everyone says about you. You know about the age. It's wisdom that I heard there. And here's the thing: we've both been doing this a long time. Both Too of long. us have, have a lot of fantasy seasons under our belt. Staying aggressive, going all in here in the playoffs has served both of us very well. We've taken down a lot of ships over the years. So definitely um, recommend you 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 know figuring out a couple moves you can still make. Staying aggressive, play to win, and good luck to everyone out there in the fantasy playoffs. Thanks again for tuning in to Smash Accept and enjoy the process.